Hey y'all, Bevan Mitchell here, your host of Ridge Patrol. We are so excited to have you back for episode three. If you didn't join us last time, we are stoked to have you listening this time. All of our podcasts are posted on our website at theridgepatrol.com, and you can reach out to us anytime on Insta at Ridge Patrol or email us at ridgepatrol at theridgepatrol.com. If you are new to this podcast, we are all about connecting and engaging women or any new hunter into the hunting community or just getting outdoors. I myself am a novice hunter. We are taking this journey to hunt together and this journey to just get outdoors. We are starting from the very beginning for hunting and we'll also do some stuff on shed hunting and fishing. Our first podcast explained how to get your hunter's education certification and why hunting is important for the environment. And last time we went over different types of hunting and different types of weapons. We have posted a lot of resources on our website for you to check out. So if you need any additional help, feel free to email us. And we are always open to any questions you might have. So just shoot us a message. We are literally taking this step-by-step and everything will stay on our website. So if you missed an episode or need to listen to a certain section again, feel free to go back. We also will dive a little deeper into these topics as the podcast goes on. We're trying to give you a bit of an overview in the first few episodes to get you started, and then we'll provide a bit of a deeper dive. So in this episode, we're going to talk about different types of gear you'll need. There is a ton of gear in addition to even different gear for different types of hunting, so it can get a bit overwhelming. A lot of pieces overlap as well. I will go through a basic gear list for most hunts, then get a little more specific for different types of hunting and different types of weather. I know I keep saying this, but I am also a novice. So in this podcast, I'm going to share what gear I purchased to start and what gear I think is most helpful for me, especially if you're trying to order just the basics to start. And to be honest, if you have to make do with what you have, that's fine as well. I'll give you some tips on doing that also. To begin, I will go through all the essential gear, then I will go through it as if I'm packing for my first hunt. It was really an observation hunt, but um, acting like it was my first hunt. When you are first thinking about hunting, In my opinion, it's more important to spend money on quality gear, even if you have to start with getting one item at a time um, versus getting a bunch of cheaper gear that will fall, that will fail you in the field. And in the long run could be a waste of money and also honestly could make you have a bad experience. So definitely, there's definitely some gear that will help you in the field. I kind of relate this to a running race since I have done a lot of those. Have you ever run a 5K, a 10K, marathon, or done literally any type of race, bike, swim, whatever? In my mind, it's kind of similar to a race because when you go run a marathon or even a 100-mile bike ride, you're not going to go typically in jeans and a t-shirt. If you are, well, then maybe this gear portion of the podcast isn't for you because maybe you would hunt in the same clothes as you would run a marathon. Anyways, I digress. So you will not get ready to run a marathon or do a 100-mile bike ride without prepping for the race first, or most of us won't. So we have to think about all of the different conditions before we go on a hunt, just as if you were going for this run. 
you would also want to do this for an observation hunt. You want to treat it as if you were hunting so you can get the true feel of what you would bring, how it would feel. So you have to think about all these different things. What type of weather will it be? How will the weather change throughout the day? What are the conditions? Are they muddy, dry? Is it open fields you're hiking through? Is it lots of sitting? Will you be hiking? Will you be sweating? Or are you going to be sitting for long periods of time? So maybe you'll be cold. Um, will you be cold than hot? So many. So you have to just write down all of this. As a beginner, I would literally write down all of the things you can think of will happen on your hunt. For example, it's going to be a low of 30, high of 70. We have to cross a stream. We'll probably be hiking for five miles. Literally anything you can think of. Or if you're, if you're going with someone, you can ask them. Ask them all of these questions and write it down. Um, because from there, you can formulate a plan of what clothes you need, how you need to layer. And after you have all of the information, I would just make a list of what you would wear in those specific conditions. Maybe you take it by morning, midday, evening, um, so that you know what you're going to be wearing if you're when you're sitting and it's 30, and then what you need in the afternoon if you're going to be hiking, or if you're going to be sitting and it's 70. So the list of sitting and it's 30, maybe you need a hat, a jacket, an undershirt, a thin layer, a thicker layer, long underwear, pants over your long underwear, hiking socks, hiking shoes, a ball cap for sun protection, sunscreen, hand warmers, feet warmers maybe, depending on how cold you get. So what do I wear when it's sunny? Just my t-shirt and a thin layer, a ball cap, sunglasses, no change in pants. I leave my underwear, long underwear on. What do I wear if it rains? Do I bring a rain jacket? And are the rest of my clothes the same? What do I wear when I cross a stream? Do I need special water shoes or gaiters? And then what, what are you hunting? Does it have really good eyesight? Do you need to be super camouflaged out? And is there anything I'm missing? Possibly need a face cover, a gaiter. I know turkeys can see really well, so you would want to wear a gaiter. So that is my first step, just making sure I make a basic list of anything I can think of as far as the weather is concerned. All right, and we're back. And then after I have all of my list of all the items I'm gonna to need to layer, then I think about what I'm hunting. I have only done this once, well, twice, because we went to gaining twice. So this is what I would plan to do from here on out, and who knows, maybe it will change, but for now, this is my plan. So since turkey season just happened, and that was my first observation hunt, I'm going to use turkey hunting as an example. After you think about the weather and all of the types of layers and clothing you could need, then you think about what else you might need. Water, snacks, calls, what type of calls, do you need more than one call? Knife for the field for if you have to process it in the field, your gun, the correct shells for what you're hunting, do you use or need decoys, um, and do you even have room for these in your pack, do you have room to carry these, a pack that will fit all of your gear for this hunt, a sling for your gun if you prefer to not carry it, it helps you not get like 
you know, your bicep get really tired. And then, um, I know I mentioned glasses, sunglasses in the last one. So glasses are sunglasses. So you can see, I wore my regular glasses and binoculars. So you can maybe spot that turkey or whatever you are hunting, especially smaller game. I'm sure they're super helpful for any game. Um, and now that you've made your list for weather, clothing, layers, additional items specific to your hunt, you're going on now, we can dive a little deeper into the clothing. So like I said, my first hunt was turkeys. So turkeys, they see very, very well. So camo is super important for um, when you're hunting a turkey for blending into the background. So this can vary for each animal. Steve Ranella from Meteor mentions when he first started hunting small game like rabbits, squirrels, grouse, he did not use any specific hunting gear. He went out for a day and could plan weather recording. So this might also work for you depending on what you're starting with. If it's small game, if you're just going out for a day or a couple of hours, maybe you just want to wear what you have in your closet to just test it out. And he has two books that are amazing for beginners called Hunting, Butchering, and Cooking Wild Game. I'll link them to my in my website. They're easy to read and to understand. I'm currently reading the small game one. Um, super helpful as a beginner. So I'm going to walk you through the gear as if you would like to purchase some hunting gear. Again, I think quality over quantity is definitely better. So maybe a jacket is the first thing you buy then you use other hiking pants that you might already have in your closet or green pants that you already own, something neutral that would help you blend in in the meantime, um, utilize to help you utilize kind of the items that you already have. The items I specifically purchased were waterfowl. I did plan to waterfowl hunt first and ended up doing turkey first. So a lot of clothes in general for hunting are interchangeable. I would say the biggest difference is the waterproof and or being quiet. I don't think waterproof hunting clothes are actually that quiet. At least the ones that I have are not that quiet. I have a waterproof jacket and bibs and they're pretty loud when you're walking around. Um, the jacket is definitely better than the bibs. And the bibs are a nice to have um, because they're super warm. And honestly, you can make, like I said, whatever work. If you have hiking pants and you just have a camo jacket, so the clothing I started with, um, and let me tell you, it was a lot. <laughs> I got it over Thanksgiving, Black Friday. I kind of went for it on the waterfowl. I was hoping that most of it could be interchangeable, at least in the beginning, to make sure hunting was something that I definitely wanted to get into. So the list I started with was the following, starting from head down, and I will link all of the items on our website, male and female version, so you can see what I purchased. Um, on the website, I'll also try and link to different brands that might have sales that are also good quality. So to start with, I purchased a camo hat, um, warmer camo hat, so more like a beanie. Definitely, you can get away with a generic beanie, beanie if this is not where you want to spend your money. And then next I purchased, a, actually Kevin got me this camo face mask. Um, like I said, this turkeys can see everything. So this was awesome for turkeys, but it's also just great for sun protection. 
Um, mine was not really warm. It was super thin. So you could wear it when it's warm and you could wear, I mean, I could wear it all day. So I would definitely suggest this. They're not that expensive. You can probably get them pretty inexpensive. Um, then I purchased, or Kevin got me a camo ball cap. So this is great, but honestly you can use any sort of neutral cap. Um, it's just great for sun protection in midday. And then I also have got a thicker and thinner pair of gloves. I definitely would have just been fine with a thinner pair with a pair of hand warmers. So I would say if you're just purchasing either use gloves that you already have, I mean, most gloves are kind of tan colored anyways, or go for the thinner pair and then you can use those hand warmers. The first morning we hunted, I did wear the thicker ones. It was They were perfect because it was cold, but I definitely think I would have been fine with the thinner and hand warmers. So nice to have both. They're more nice to have. And if you have gloves already, use those. And then the next item was a thin long sleeve camel layer that I could wear as I think I mentioned above that it was even um, like I could wear it even if it was warmer. So super thin, some protection. Um, I, I love this layer. I would definitely recommend this. Uh, and just even before you get a short sleeve, I didn't get any short sleeve camel layers. I just wore whatever I had in my closet and then put this on top of it. And I wore it even when it was warm. So instead of having to keep on replying, reapplying sunscreen, you just have that. And the next thing I got was this thicker long sleeve camel layer. And this was my warmer fleece layer. I and I definitely appreciate having this because it was colder in the morning and the evening where we were hunting. So I wore it both mornings and evenings. Um, and if it's not colder where you are, then you don't need this. And even if you had a thicker khaki or a green warmer fleece, this would work as well. Um, if you want to use your own or even a black one, you just want to try and stay away from bright colors. So if you have a neutral fleece to start with, this will work as your fleece layer. I also got a vest and this was a great layer to have. This is more of a nice to have layer. I, I really like vest and for Colorado, just the different, different temperatures. It was so nice to have. And if you have a neutral vest, this can same thing. This can be your vest because for a vest for me, I was not typically wearing it without a jacket over it, maybe once or twice. So if you um, don't have camo, just, Use it as a, your own vest as a layering piece. And then I purchased a waterproof waterfowl jacket. As I mentioned, I purchased a lot of waterfowl stuff because I thought that would be my first hunt. And we hunt in the river and you can get wet. So this jacket was perfect. And I think for my first couple of years in hunting, it will be perfect for whatever I do. So a puffy would be great. I didn't get one of these. I used one in my turkey hunt. Um... I chose a waterproof one over puffy because if it rains, I'm covered. If it's cold, I'm covered. It kind of covers, checks all the boxes. And I also ended up um, wearing a normal neutral puffy one day. So it would be useful. It's a nice to have if you have a puffy. I had a red one. You can't wear red for turkeys. So, um, but Kevin had a neutral one that I borrowed. So if you have a neutral puffy, that would work perfect as well.
And we're back. Okay, so continuing on, I ended on the puffy note. So next I got those waterfowl bibs I was talking about. It was really cold our first day we hunted, and these were great. But in all, I wore the actual hunting pants more, and they would have been fine our first morning too. I just wasn't sure, so I put on the most warm um, pants I had. So I will get back to you when I duck hunt this fall. These are definitely a nice to have. And if you really need bibs, you could wear your fishing bibs if you had them. Um, bibs are really great when you're hunting waterfowl, and then you can also use them for fishing. So even if you're hunting waterfowl and you're not going to be hanging out in a marsh area, you would be able to get away without bibs. Uh, you can just use your hunting or hiking pants. And like I said before, if you have some neutral hiking pants, you could use those. They're, they are important, I think, if you're in more marshy areas where you'll be wet. And then I got those camo pants, um, camo hunting pants I was talking about, and these were awesome. I wore these pants the entire time besides that first day. So, and underneath, I wore a pair of just like Lululemon pants. Um, I could have probably just also worn these with no second layer, and they would have protected my legs and been cool and also kept me warm in the mornings. So I just prefer having personally long underwear, even if it's warmer. So, um, I just wore the, you know, thin pant that I had. So again, you can use your hiking pants if you don't want to buy these pants to start with because hiking pants will also protect your legs. And, um, sometimes you could even have another layer on the, under them. And then the last thing I ended up getting, which Kevin got me, was a really light backpack for our second time that we hunted. It was not camo, it was green, uh, and it was great and really light. So the first time we hunted, I borrowed Kevin's Kuyu backpack, and this one was amazing. The shoulders are really nice because they distribute all the weight, so it doesn't hurt your shoulders even after five, six miles of hiking. The light one did bother my shoulders. I am not ready to purchase a pack yet, but when I do, I will definitely make sure that the shoulder weight distribution is on point because it makes it made such a huge difference for me um, when I was hunting the few days I hunted with the Kuyu backpack. My, I never noticed my shoulders, and I definitely did with the other one. But if you're not hiking that far, the lightweight is less expensive. That one works perfect. So. Overall, I would say my top three things that I purchased that I really would want to keep are the pants, that thin camo layer, and the jacket. Um, those are the three things I think would be most important for me. And honestly, if you're hunting somewhere where it's you know hotter, maybe you don't need the jacket. Um, and I know that was everything I purchased, so it was a lot. I had to do market research, though. So um, to go through some items I used that I did not purchase, uh, I used the normal short sleeves that I already had in my closet for a layer underneath that thin camel layer. And I had some olive green and gray. I just used those. I didn't even end up taking off my thin camel layer. So and it got up to the mid-70s and it was fine. I used the thin one for, like I said, some production. I was never too hot in it. And then, like I said, I used those my Lululemon pants for underneath my hunting pants, and they worked perfect. And I use those under my ski pants, and they're just they work perfect for me. So I think it just depends on how it feels for you. And I also did try on some wool pants. 
I got for hunting, but I returned them because they were super uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me. So, and if it was much, much colder, maybe I would have liked that like thinner fleece pant and, but I was fine and it was 30, but if it was freezing 10, you might want those. So I use my own hiking socks, my own hiking boots, and I didn't get special shoes or hiking shoes or anything. I just used my own. I did buy muck boots and wore them once, but honestly, we were doing too much hiking for them. And even, even the evening when it rained, it didn't end up being muddy. So I really didn't need them. I think, I think they'll be great for duck hunting, but I did not need them. So coming back, we will be right back. All right, we are back. Um, this is a lot of information, so um, I know I'm packing it all in. Back to the boots. Like I said, I used my normal hiking boots and socks, and then I got those muck boots, which could be useful if you're doing a lot of muddy walking and then sitting. I'd say definitely not for long hikes. Definitely got some blisters one day because of that. The other thing I didn't mention that is pretty important was a headlamp. So if you're going out early mornings, which most likely you are if you're hunting or, and then coming back when the sun is down, it's pretty dark, especially when you're hiking in the woods. So this is super helpful, definitely a necessity, unless you're just going out midday. And then I use my own sunglasses. This is something else you can use, just whatever you have. Um, and they, they worked perfect. I use my biking sunglasses. And again, you can pepper in your stuff you have with stuff that you need. Like if you have a backpack that will work, just use it. Um, most packs will work. Might be work, worth testing what fits in them before you have your first hunt to make sure everything you like would fit in it. And honestly, you can also borrow one from a friend. Um, if they're not using theirs, maybe it's somebody that hunts. And the other thing is you can think of the environment where you're hunting. And if you have some clothes that might work for layers, maybe you won't be taking off your jacket that much. So you really just need jack camo jacket and camo pants, or maybe you just need the jacket. You can get away with your khaki or your green pants. So just use your layers, you know, as you have them lay out stuff in your closet that could work. You don't have to start off with, you know, purchasing 10 items. I would say, honestly, it's kind of nice to go out there, layer and figure out what you want before you buy it and what you want to spend your money on. So maybe you already have a neutral pack that will be okay for now. Um, yeah, that I would say just work with what you have until um, you have the money and you figure out what actually works for you out in the field. So this is another reason why I really encourage an observation hunt. It's just so helpful to plan more properly for your hunt, especially if you've never hunted before. It was so helpful for me to troubleshoot my gear and see what works and doesn't work. And there are so many components to hunting and, and observing just somebody else doing it and seeing how they do it and what works for them to figure out, to prepare, you can figure out what works for you as well. So there is this secondary list of items that I needed um, that I didn't need when I was observing, but that you will need. So one is a shotgun, rifle, bow, whatever weapon you're using, which as we discussed, 
a little in the last podcast, and we will go into more detail in another podcast on the most versatile weapons and how to get started. You'll need the shells um, or the bone arrow, the arrows, I mean, and then you'll need your calls. So calls are important um, or seem to be important based on an animal, based on the animals. So this is something that you would learn in your observation hunt. And I mean, there's calls. It's just something that you need to practice and maybe you're a natural, but for me, I had to practice and I've only done turkey. Um, I also had one call that worked really well for me. So maybe you can figure out which calls work the best. And each animal has different calls and within each animal, there are different types of calls. So it can be a little overwhelming. It's nice to just you know, with your first observation hunt, maybe you pick the animal that you see, whatever animal you're hunting, and then you can go online and do some research on the calls and observe what your friend does, who you're observing. Like turkeys have purr, crackle, clucks, gobbles, putt, and then some different types of yelps. Ducks have quacks, greetings, feed, comeback calls, lonesome hen. Elks have chirps, mews, bugles, barks, and chuckles. So just doing a little research on what you're hunting and if they have calls and how they call is super helpful. So, um, you know, and all different animals are going to be different. And we will be right back. And we're back. So. Coming back to the calls, um, there are a ton of different calls for different animals, so that is just something to do your research on. And you don't have to, for your observation hunt, you don't have to bring any calls or do any calls. It's just helpful to know. Um, and some other important items that I did not have were a knife. So this is important if you actually shot game so that you're able to skin it. If you are close to where you're going, you can do this back at your car or your house. This just all depends on timing. So if you're hunting an elk, you most likely have to do some of this in the field. If you're hunting a rabbit, maybe you can wait and do it when you get back to your car. When we did our turkey, um, Kevin did it, carried it back with us because we only had a 30 minute hike to get back. And then decoys. So based on the type of animal you're hunting, you could have decoys. We had decoys for turkey. Kevin has decoys for duck and geese. I think he also has an elk decoy. So this is also worth doing a little bit of research on. And we will we'll, we will talk more about calls and decoys in another podcast. Just something to think about when you're going on your observation hunt. You don't need to bring a decoy on your observation hunt. Just is your friend bringing one just to know and to see how they hunt is helpful for you to see what you might want to use. If you are hiking and stalking, maybe holding onto a decoy all day is not the best case scenario, but if you're going to be sitting in one spot for hours, maybe it will be helpful. And these are not required. And then a pack, I kind of mentioned it above. It's definitely a preference. I would find one that will be comfortable for hiking. And honestly, if you use yours to start and then you can kind of figure out what works and what doesn't about your pack to get the best pack for you and a sling for your gun, I would definitely recommend this if you're doing a lot of hiking. If you're just 
walking in and sitting. I don't know that it matters so much or if it's that important for you, but if you're going to be hiking a lot, you'll definitely save your arm and they're pretty and you can get them for pretty inexpensive. So, so this is my starter gear list for hunting. It about sums up everything that I used and or bought. And I know this was a long one. So thank you for tuning in and sticking around. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at the Ridge Patrol at Ridge, sorry, email me at Ridge Patrol at the Ridge And we really hope this has helped you get a few steps closer to getting to your first hunt and what you need, even if it's an observation hunt. Hopefully this helps give you peace of mind and makes you more comfortable in the field. Honestly, the right gear just makes all of the difference in your hunt, not only because of comfort and stamina, but also because of confidence. Thank you so much for listening, and I really appreciate you guys, and I hope this will help you in your journey to hunt and getting outdoors. So we will continue to do deep dive into gear depending on different types of hunts you are doing in the coming weeks, but next week we have Kevin Dietrich who will do a special episode on shed hunting. Super excited about that. Um, Shed hunting is so fun for everyone. It it still requires some gear. Binoculars are helpful. He'll go through it. But traditionally, shed hunting, anyone can do in your hiking gear. You don't need camo. Um, So this could be a fun first step to getting started in your journey to hunt. If there is a particular topic that you want to hear about, email us and let us know what it is at ridgepatrol at theridgepatrol.com and check out our website at hauntridgepatrol.com or theridgepatrol.com. Either one will take you there. Have an awesome day and look forward to having you listen to our next episode where we will get into shed hunting.